Welcome to Ordinary Holiness, a place to share stories of how God is working in the ordinary of our lives. Welcome, listeners, to Ordinary Holiness. We are grateful you are here. This is episode three. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. Episode three of season two. Susan, how's it going? So well, we're in the midst of a busy season right now, and um, we are excited to be able to give the Lord some time and sit back and um, share some ordinary holiness because it's happening. When we get busy, sometimes we forget that we can see it, and it actually reminds me of a song that I've been sending out to all of my friends. You've probably received it. I, I was just thinking, which one? God is Good <laughs> yes. by Francesca Battistelli, and one of the lines in it is... Um, okay, I'm going to forget now, but it is everywhere. You just have to look and he's, mm-hmm. she's talking about, um, his goodness. So mm-hmm. it just reminded me of ordinary holiness, um, and beauty. Like sh- she was singing about beauty and how we just have to look. Yeah. But when we get busy, sometimes we're blinded to all the beauty and all the or- ordinary holiness that the Lord is throwing mm-hmm. in our faces. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And so today we have a very special guest who's entering into this beautiful, lovely chaos that we call ordinary holiness here, big O H. Um, Mary, I only know her as Mary, but affectionately, some people call her Mary Pat. So here's Mary. Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is my first podcast ever, so it's oh. going to be it. Awesome. We're so honored. Mary is my younger sister, and um, she is going to share some awesome stories that she has encountered, which we actually share often with each other. Mary and I live together, so we get to share our ordinary holiness with each other quite often. But Mary Pat, go ahead and tell us just a little bit about yourself before you share your story. All right. So um, I am Susan's sister, as she said. Um <laughs> So I am currently in um, school for physical therapy. I'm going through a two-year program um, uh, to become a physical therapist assistant. So um, I am in um, the clinical portion of that right now. Um, So I will be finished at the end of this year. I'm super excited for that. So I've been staying really busy um, with school. Um, Some other fun facts about myself. Um, I'm a big... Um, fan of pickleball. I love to play pickleball. Um, I love the outdoors. I recently went on a really awesome trip to um, Utah, a road trip through Colorado into Utah with my brother, which was super fun and super beautiful. So um, we went up to Arches National Park and got to see the delicate arch in all its glory. So that was really awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to be here and to share a little bit with you about ordinary holiness. Your everyday holiness and what that looks like. Speaking of traveling, there's a lot of ordinary holiness in nature and you probably saw a lot of that in your trip. Yes, for sure. But that is not what your story is about, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So 
Okay. Yeah. We'll just go ahead and enter in. Um, and Mary, you can share something that has struck your heart, moved your heart, and um, you saw Jesus in it. So the, the floor is yours. All right. Um, so my story of ordinary holiness. Um, so um, I've gotten the chance to work with um, a lot of different people um, through my um, clinical experience. And, um, you know, all of these people are um, struggling and battling something in some way, mostly physical. Um, and so it's been really cool to be able to just give my time and um, my expertise and what I've learned to help these people through their struggles. And there was one um, person in particular, um, his story that um, kind of struck me. And um, this person uh, was a, a spinal cord injury patient. Um, and so he has no use of his um, arms or his legs. Um, so he just has use of his neck muscles. And um, I had the opportunity to work with him. And I was um, really just amazed by his attitude about life. And he had such a great outlook because here's somebody who can't even, um, can't do anything. He can't lift his, his pointer finger, you know, off of his wheelchair. And it was just incredible um, to work with him. And somebody asked him, you know, how, how's life going for you? And he goes, it's fantastic. It's going awesome. And, um, and um, he, so he told us that, you know, he goes, everybody is battling something, you know, and, um, this is my battle that the Lord gave me. And, you know, I don't know anything about this person, um, or his background, um, religious background or anything, but, um, it's so true that he's like, this is the battle I've been given, you know? And he's like, basically just grateful, um, to, um, to have the ability to be alive basically, mm -hmm. you know? And so it really struck me and it humbled me, um, for sure. Because, um, here I am, you know, complaining about just like the small things. Oh, like I have a headache, <clears throat> I have a headache or, you know, just some small thing that doesn't go your way. And then meanwhile, there's someone out there, um, who, you know, can't, can't walk, can't, um, <clears throat> eat by themselves, you know? So, um, yeah, this guy was just really inspiring to me. Um, and it was, it was really awesome to get to work with him and to get to help him, um, <clears throat> a little bit just on, on his journey and help him with his battle. So it was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, first off, thanks for sharing Mary. That's I always am so honored just to stand on this holy ground with people who um, share their story, um, not only their short story, but those that they encounter through their own um, experiences and um, just the way, the path that God puts you on and um, to be willing to share that. I think to me, it takes a lot of courage because we live in a world, especially right now, where um, you very much are looking inward and it's about you and you're protecting yourself. Um, and so it's for you to be able to share that. Uh, is really awesome and just an honor to hear. Um, and, and it reminded me of, you know, when Jesus is carrying the cross um, mm -hmm. to Calvary uh, and, he, and he falls, right? There's those times where he falls and they um, bring along Simon Peter and they mm -hmm. say, carry your cross. And 
carry the cross for Jesus. And, um, you know, who are those seven Peters that, you know, keep getting sent to us. And so to me, like when you were encountering, um, this person, it was that time where you could help carry the cross a little bit by just, you know, being there for him and like having that conversation and just treating him like a normal person. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, you know, suffering is really hard and can be very consuming. And so to see people who can see the light in all of that, um, and to acknowledge like there is a greater purpose and there is a greater glory that can happen in this. Um, and then sending people along the way to help, like to remind you and to encourage you in living that out. So I definitely see that in that story of you being, you know, Simon Peter to this person and that, you know, five minute encounter, but then also, you know, this person saying, you know, taking the attitude of gratitude of like, you know, um, I'm going to forget the verse, but the one where it's like all suffering for his glory or all, all good things. I don't, it's like one of those where it's just like there's suffering, but there's like some purpose like for it in the end. Um, so yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of the verse, um, Matthew eight, uh, 34, which was actually in our gospel reading, couple Sundays ago, um, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. And I actually was talking to another friend about that the other day. And I remember thinking, um, that that verse actually like kind of makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. because when I read that, this is like Jesus speaking to us saying like, you must deny yourself, which one is not fun. Mm-hmm. You must, uh, take up your cross, which like these crosses, we don't choose our crosses necessarily. Sometimes the decisions we make lead us to crosses that we might been able to avoid otherwise. But like Sam said, um, he works all things um, together for good. Romans 8, 28. (laughs) Um, But uh, we, the crosses that he has given us, um, he will, there will be good that come out of it. And then the last part of that is, Uh, follow me. And so I just remember thinking like that strikes my heart because I am like, oh, like he's telling me that I have to do all three of these things. Take up your cross Mm -hmm. and your friend, Mary, like is going, he's taking up his cross right now. He's Mm -hmm. picking it up and it's heavy. And I think um, like sometimes we put weight on crosses, Mm -hmm. which is not really necessary because like you said, everyone's carrying a cross. Mm And when I have carried certain crosses in my life, um, to the outsider, it may look like a light cross, but internally it's really heavy. Mm -hmm. And so to the outsider, your friend's cross looked really heavy, but Mm -hmm. it, but he, which it may be, but he also might be able to be like, yeah, like the Lord's helping me carry this load. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that when we say like, deny yourself or carry your cross. Um, it's just a good reminder. I think father Mike uh, Schmidt said this too, in one of his homilies, past homilies, it's like, um, it's nothing is mine. And so it's an act of surrender. Mm -hmm. And when we encounter people that you get to work with every day, usually physical sufferings, um, they, it's easy for us to see it. And so they are able, we are able to, um, kind of enter into them with that, Mm -hmm. but, they're, they're saying like this body, they've realized this body is not mine. Mm -hmm. Like I have lost the use of my legs and my hands, everything from my neck down pretty much. 
is not mine, where we take it for granted, like that we can just get out of bed and brush our teeth and eat a meal. And everything that we have is, is just taken for granted. So I think um, just being in the presence of people who um, are disabled or, you know, just someone different than us is, is very eye-opening for us. And the Lord um, is able to work through those, through those people very easily because he wants us to see um, people different than us. And he also wants us to see the fact that like, he is my beloved too, even though he has less, you know, less mobility or if it's a brain injury, you know, they, they are all, we are all beloved. Um, but I think that your friend, um, is just a really good picture for us to what it looks like to pick up your cross mm -hmm. and follow me. And like you said, you don't know his, um, his walk with Jesus or his faith life, but, um, it's easy to see that like, he does have a lot of gratitude in his life and he is choosing joy, which is um, a hard thing to do when you are in such a um, suffering state and your cross is large. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it's, you know, that aspect of like um, what cross do we get to pick up? Cause like, mm. it's not like God, you know, it's, he gives you the choice. Like he loves you so much that he says like you, you have the choice if you can, if you want to pick this up or not, mm, you know, true. and, um, and because he, you know, he wants us to enter into this relationship freely and wholly, um, and truly. And so of that is, you know, this aspect of, of choice you choose. So you can choose what cross you want to pick up and how you want to carry it. Um, and it's, to me, it's, it's amazing to see that the variety of crosses, like you said, that are out there and how people choose to pick it up. And, um, you know, Jesus says like, my burden is light. Mm. And so, you know, if you're going to pick it up, like, how do you pick it up with him? What does that look like? And for each one of us, it looks differently just because of where we're at in our life and who's with us and the Simon Peters that are sent to help yeah. carry that cross. Um, you know, that's, that's part of that story. Um, but you know, yeah, the fact that he like chose, chose it and, um, picked it up to me, it takes, like I said earlier, like a lot of courage mm -hmm. of what that could, what that looks like and how that, you know, impacts the people that he encounters. Right. To, so, easily say like, I'm carrying this and this is what it looks like for me to do that and to be a witness to other people. Um, which I think to me also, like, we don't know what his faith is, but he's, you know, saying like, I'm doing this. Like, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So being a witness, even, yeah, even though we don't know what his faith is. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it would be not saying that you should do this, Mary, or even if it's, I don't know, but I, I think it would be interesting to like know his face story, mm -hmm. but I also love knowing people's face stories. Sometimes it'd be like intrusive. I don't know. Yeah. But um, also I was just thinking what an honor that um, the Lord has like put you in this um, profession, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to be yeah. a Simon uh, to so many people. And I know that just knowing you personally as my sister, like it is a perfect like vocation for you because you do care, you care a lot about people and you, you serve really well. And so it's, it's fun to see you like be able to step into that. But um, yeah, so I kind of also 
this reminded me, this story reminded me of a story that I have. Um, and it also is um, a type of suffering, but it's a little, um, I mean, I guess it would be similar in the fact that like um, there's, it's probably a cross that hasn't been chosen for this person. So I was going to an adoration chapel and um, I what was just entering and I um, like sat down and there's a camera in there that can like show the outside, you know, just for safety reasons. And um, this uh, lady comes knocking on the door and sometimes people come in because they don't know the code. And so you just like come and let them in. And so there is another um, woman in the adoration chapel with me and um, I kind of like, just like looked back. And so she got up and I could hear the conversation between the two women. And, um, the woman asked, um, for the priest of the parish. And she said, I don't like, I don't know where he is right now. Um, did you check like the rectory? And um, she's like, yeah, but I couldn't find him there. And so then, um, she was like, okay, well, like there's a blood drive going on. You could check there. She, she didn't know where he was. And, um, so, the lady was like, okay, well, I just, um, he told me to come to him if I needed help and I, and I need some money. And so the lady was like, okay, I like, don't know what to tell you. And I'm like trying to focus on my prayer and not get anything out of it because I'm listening to the conversation and I'm like, just really, I'm like, okay, I just need to pray for like 30 minutes and then I got to get home. And so this lady was, she was like, not going to leave. And so then I like walked out there and I was like, she needs money. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I got it. <laughs> I got this covered. Mm -hmm. So I, um, for some, I had cash, but for some reason I just didn't give her the cash. <laughs> so I had this idea that I was like, okay, well, there's a gas station right down the street. I'll just go to the, I'll follow you to the gas station. You can use my credit card. I don't know what I'm thinking, right? It's been a long day. <laughs> so, which is fine. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. But um, so I followed her there and I like got was getting her gas. And um, so we obviously start having a conversation. And um, I don't remember what like what we were really talking about. Oh, I asked her, um, uh, why did you want to come to the priest? You know, and she goes, Well, someone told me that um priests will always, uh, they'll always look out for us. And I was like, okay. And so then I started kind of asking her just about her life and, you know, engaging in conversation. And, um, she points to the back seat and she has a, a little girl, um, in the back seat. And she says, this is my daughter, uh, Janiah. And I was like, oh, that's a beautiful name. Like I've never heard it before. And she goes, you know what the name means? And of course I love oh. All about that. I'm all about name meanings. And so I was like, no, please tell me. And so she said, um, it means precious gift of God. And I was like, wow, that's really incredible. And so we went on to, um, she kind of told me about her face story. And then on the other side of the uh, gas tank pump. pump. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> Other side of the pump, another car pulls up and I like look across and it's one of my athletes. Oh. And I was like, oh, hey, you know. And so I started engaging in conversation with her. And then I felt like this strong pull to like pray all together. And so I looked at my athlete and she's actually one of the athletes um, in FCA with me, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So we kind of have, um, you know, a background in prayer and she knows um, what that looks like. Um, and so I was like, do you, you want to all pray together? And my athlete was like, yeah, of course. 
And the other lady was like, yeah, for sure. And so we we're all standing there at a gas pump, <laughs> three random people deny a precious gift of God in the back seat. <laughs> we're all praying. And I'm just like, Lord, just like bless, you know, bless these people and um, the cross that she has to carry. And it was just incredible because they all too, like were full of joy and it wasn't, um, it wasn't poor me, poor me, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like your friend, Mary. Um, it was like, Hey, like we're going through some battles right now, but the Lord sends, um, like what we need. And mm -hmm. so he sent, um, her to the Catholic church, which I think was amazing. Um, and I happened to be there at the right time, praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, so I got to like hear a story and there's a lot of, um, health issues involved too, but, um, just knowing that, people are carrying their crosses, but can still be like grateful and joyful in times of just that trial is, is evidence for us that the Lord is moving. Mm -hmm. He's moving in everyone's life and it looks differently for every single person's story, but that's like the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. And so I just remember thanking God for like that, that interruption when I didn't want to be interrupted. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, just for, the Holy Spirit and like nudging me and saying, Hey, go ahead and be interrupted when really you just want to pray and go home. Mm -hmm. Um, and I got to, yeah, encounter two, three, four people that, um, all entered in, in prayer, uh, with us and, um, will hopefully, you know, just a little bit of encouragement for, um, all of them involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It reminds me of Rebecca Lyons. She says, God chooses to let us be a vessel that he can use to declare his truth, to send a message, to wake us up, to remind us of things. Mm. And so I think in that, in that moment, you got to be a vessel to many people. Like first off, you stopped what you were doing. And that lady who had opened the door to talk to this woman, like you got to encounter that woman and show her like, um, you know, like, that you were so willing to drop what you were doing to help. Like who knows what that, the adoration lady was like, what state of mind she was in or whatever. Absolutely. But like you were able to be a vessel to her and to be a light of Jesus while you're standing in front of Jesus. Sure. Um, and to show like, okay, I'm going to drop what I'm doing to go help, um, you know, this woman who you don't even know. Um, and then to be, you know, a vessel to, that woman and to say like, I'm willing to help you. Like, let's go do this. Like you're in need and I'm going to, you know, do a corporal act of mercy and pay for your gas so you can go to wherever. And then not only that, you were then a vessel for your athlete to say like, I'm going to witness and I'm going to show you, like, I'm going to wake you up. Right. Like it can be as normal as being at a gas pump to pray with someone. <laughs> right. And then to be a reminder of good in this world when you are praying outside, like who knows who saw you guys praying there yeah. and standing there. And so to be a reminder of like the good, cause who knows, maybe someone saw you and like that moment changed their story and their life and made them, you know, encounter Christ by the witness that you guys provided at this gas station. Um, and uh, I mean, it was definitely from the Lord. If, if this woman was like, <laughs> do you know what that means? Like what this name means? Like 
he definitely wanted you there, Susan. Like, I don't know how else he would have told you, like, <laughs> please stand here and do this. Trust me. I know. <laughs> and he also definitely wanted to engage me in conversation yeah. because he knew that like that, of course, would like light a fire mm -hmm. in me. And I'm like, yeah, let's talk about names. Mm -hmm. And the fact that she actually knew what um, Janaya meant mm -hmm. was also really awesome. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that... Um, it's easy to like look back on it mm -hmm. and see mm -hmm. where the Lord, like where the Lord is putting all his pieces. Um, and in the moment you don't, you know, you don't really think anything mm -hmm. of it cause you're just like doing what you think mm -hmm. that you should do. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's where I also think it's so important to like, uh, reflect mm -hmm. and say like, what happened today and how did I respond in love and how did I not respond in love? Mm -hmm. Um, and what can I do better? Mm -hmm. And let the Lord like speak into that because if you don't reflect, and I think that's one of our main goals of this ordinary holiness podcast is just to be able to reflect on the, what the Lord is doing in our lives and having other people come in and mm -hmm. reflect also in their lives um, because there, a lot of it will just get passed by and yeah, like you just, you just have to look for it. And mm -hmm. so um, when you, when it gets like when you do reflect, it's very detail oriented. Mm -hmm. Like you said, like he absolutely wanted me there because he started putting all these pieces together mm -hmm. and the, an outsider would be like, Oh, like that's just ironic. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. that's divine it's, providence. Yeah. Providential. Yeah. Um, definitely. And I think it was also just how, willing like first like you have to be open and willing to encounter it and mm. just to say like okay um and it's very providential that it fell into place so quickly because sometimes providence isn't gonna happen like you know right away sometimes yeah. you know we can think about the spiritual um 2020 when you look back and like you can easily see how everything works together but sometimes it takes years yep. if not never right we may never know um the glory of things that we've encountered this side of heaven, you know, it may be when you are in heaven yeah. um, that you get to see the the fruits of your work, um, which is to me should light your fire of like, you're just going to do everything the best with yeah. excellence. Right. Cause you never know. And there, you shouldn't do things knowing, you know, wanting to know what, you, you know, and to have that reflective look, but yeah. So here we are another episode which mary what does your name mean do you know what your name means do you know what pat um, patricia patricia okay i wanted to say i am actually not sure but i think susan knows what it means. why are we not <laughs> surprised <laughs> mary no it's written on your thing i don't i don't know off the top of my I head i feel like i should know it but for some reason it's slipping my mind wow I don't, uh, what does Samantha mean? We talked about this, I think, one time. Yeah. means listener. Yeah, listener. Um, Susan means Lily of the Valley. Well, you probably are named after Mama Mary, right? Um, I, I think I'm named after my great-grandma. Okay. Great-grandma Mary. Okay. Well, it says of the sea. Of the sea. Of the sea. Okay. So... I mean, if that's, if Google's the um, answer <laughs> to our problems, it's Hebrew and it means of the sea. Um, I would like to read this because this describes um, Mary. Avoids conflict. Peace and quiet is her style. 
Her smile is sincere, her laughter uplifting, never lacking in enthusiasm or zeal. Her family trusts her completely. She believes success is achieved by persistence. She's admired for her creative ability. She's always looking for adventure, has a mind for business, and will go far. So that just wow. described you to a T. That's pretty spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Have you never prayed with your name? No. Woman. <laughs> Have I not told you to do that? Listeners, I think it's very awesome to pray with your name and what it means um, because, yeah, the Lord doesn't inspire your parents just to name you whatever. Um, and if you've ever prayed with your name, it can be very transformational. So all listeners, if that is something that the Lord puts on your heart, I would highly encourage it. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Mary, thank you for coming and sharing your story and um, all the ordinary holiness in your life. We are very grateful for you that you were here. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It was fun. St. Jose Maria. Pray for us. St. Gianna. Pray for us. Thanks for listening to Ordinary Holiness. Consider subscribing to our podcast so you never miss an episode. We hope you have a blessed day. Also, check out our Patreon and merch store. (laughs)